Episodes number 48 through 56 are encore presentations of some of the earlier shows. Here's why. Those early shows were full of foundational information, and I want to make sure you get a chance to hear them again. We're building a new life here, and the new foundation matters. If your reaction is to skip these encores, listen to this first. When you learn something new, 50% of it is gone from your awareness within an hour. That jumps to a loss of 70% within 24 hours and 90% is lost within the week. Add to that that during the course of listening to something, your mind wanders a bunch of times. You hear something and your mind takes you on a little rabbit trail until you find yourself coming back to the show. All good. We all do it. Based on that, I'm willing to bet the next few episodes, though repeats, are going to feel brand spanking new to you. And isn't that awesome? Number 57 will be back to original content. So enjoy the shows. Okay. So, Hello, all of you beautiful beings, and welcome to the show. I'm Lane Smith-Brown, and this is episode number five of the Unleash Your Life podcast. And today we're going to have a conversation about how impressions and stories get seared into our subconscious minds, and why our ego thinks that familiar equals safe. This is a big foundational show, so you may want to take notes. This is the Unleash Your Life podcast, where you're going to learn to rewild yourself. I'm your host, Lane Smith-Brown, and I'm a best-selling author and rewilding guide. And over the last 20 years, I've been guiding women back to their truest selves. You see, you were born wild with all the wisdom you will ever need to navigate your life in a beautiful and powerful way. Then, just like everyone else on the planet, you got tamed as you fell under the power and influence of others who were also tamed. All that taming you got as a kid has you convinced you are less powerful than you really are. I call all of that unconscious programming power leaks. And on this show, you're going to discover yours and then you're going to choose to plug them so you can get back to the wild, wise and powerful being that you are. So grab a coffee, glass of wine or a favorite friend or all three. And let's talk about what living your wild self can mean for you. Welcome back to the show. I'm glad you're here. I'm going to share something with you that has been incredibly helpful as I work through my power leaks. This show is about understanding how our minds take in information and file information and how that system can leave you with the impression you're not making any choices at all. You're just drifting through your life. Well, truth be told, it feels like you're drifting because you are, but you don't have to drift and there's a solution coming. By the time you're done here, you will have some knowledge and strategies to get you back in the driver's seat once again. So to begin, imagine you have a favorite uncle who you love and respect. And he tells you a story about being bitten by a German shepherd when he was young. It was quite dramatic for him. It affected how he thought and talked about the breed. 
and his fear found fertile ground in your young mind and you took in his belief that German Shepherd dogs were to be feared. They were dangerous, inherently dangerous. Now, fast forward 20 years, and you're on the lookout for your first dog. A friend mentions there's a batch of the sweetest German Shepherd puppies at the local pound, and if you want, they are willing to give you one as a gift. And they are prepared to go down to the pound with you this very afternoon, so you can pick one out. You go straight to fear, big fear, big, crazy ass, irrational fear. Your first reaction is that you would never bring a German Shepherd home. The breed is not safe. You'd be constantly on edge, fearing the breed's unpredictability. Now, you can stay in that feeling or you can explore it. Is it true that all German Shepherds are dangerous? Can you think of any instance where that is not true? Can you find examples of friendly German Shepherds in the world? Have you seen examples of well-trained German Shepherds? Is it possible that neglectful, abusive owners with bad or non-existent training habits make dangerous dogs? And would you be that kind of owner? Could you train or hire someone to train the puppy? And do you want that much work? With this level of exploration of your fearful and irrational first response, you're tapping into two things. First, you're establishing if what you believe is true. And if it's not true, then you have an opportunity to let it go at that very moment. It was just one person's experience. Now, you can choose to accept the puppy in this new state on the merit of its adorableness and not on the hand-me-down story or belief. And second, by asking these questions, you are establishing whether or not you really want to get that breed. Perhaps German Shepherds are too big or they need too much exercise or require too much attention. If it's not what you are able to provide the dog, then you're ready to choose something different, but you're making a decision instead of just simply unconsciously reacting. All right, here's another story, and this one from my own life. My father didn't like Fords. I have no idea why, but he harbored such strong opinions about the brand. I never heard him articulate his reasoning, but I bought into his opinion completely. A couple of years ago, I was at a car dealership looking at some new vehicles, and I shared my opinion, albeit with a sense of humor, and the salesperson laughed. She said she had been exposed to the very same opinion, also from her father, and neither of us could see ourselves ever owning one. Isn't that crazy? We both knew it was not our own belief. And yet, as grown women, we're admitting to each other that our father's influence was still affecting our car choice. We all have been exposed to many fear-based ideas, irrational notions like the inferiority of an ethnic group or political party, or that someone else's success can actually impede our own. Really, if someone else succeeds, we lose. Like, how is that even possible? 
How can someone's success make you less likely to succeed? It defies reason, doesn't it? But these are, are not uncommon beliefs, and they're not based on any kind of empirical data. When I was in grade five, I was invited to a classmate's birthday party. I remember I was standing in front of the birthday girl declaring that she was going to hell because she was Catholic. My family was Protestant. Really? I really said that to her on her own freaking birthday. Well, I didn't stay long enough for a response. I sheepishly snuck off and went home with a confusing combination of self-righteousness and total embarrassment. Decades later, and having long since come to my senses, I told my parents that I had done this because I thought I had been taught this at home. <laughs> they both looked at me dumbfounded and said, well, I hadn't learned that from them. I didn't argue. <laughs> Where else did I pick that up from then? I didn't come into this world with that bias. I learned it from somewhere. I was in grade five. I'm pretty sure I learned it from my parents. Eh, although that may be a lie too. I would be willing to bet, <clears throat> excuse me, when we initially heard someone utter an ignorant and unfounded opinion, we had a little bit of a reaction that was uncomfortable or questioning. It may have felt like a sinking feeling in our gut or it just sounded silly, embarrassing or off in some way. When we let those statements go without challenging them head on, we become anesthetized to them and they quite quickly become our own beliefs. And then we become the proud owner of an opinion based on a prejudice or at the very least, not enough information. So the first story about the German shepherd could have created a power leak of unfounded fear or unfounded bias. Uh, the Ford story could be a power leak of bias or prejudice, and my unthoughtful words to Karen at her birthday party could fall into a power leak of judgment, arrogance, or spiritual superiority, all of which can be transformed into something much more wonderful as we focus on turning up our intuition by embracing our authentic power. So with those stories in our mind, let's dive into why those experiences took hold and had us acting out with such conviction. When we get information from someone with authority, especially when we're young, like before we're in grade two, the information simply goes in as good and true. Our little subconscious minds are wide open in, in theta brainwave state. So there can be no analysis. It just goes in as good and true. Now, let me back up and clarify my use of the term someone with authority. This was likely a parent, grandparent, or primary caregiver, but could as easily have been a sibling or a babysitter that's a couple of years older than you. <laughs> my goodness, Diane Ball told me about sex when I was five, and I still think about that misinformation which now makes me laugh, but then simply terrified me and I believed hook, line, and sinker for years. Diane had authority because her older brother had told her what she told me. Now, 
that authority can have extra weight when the individual has the ability to mess with your sense of security, like food, shelter, safety, or your eternal well-being. You know what that's code for, right? So someone with authority says something or something happens that has an emotional jolt attached to it, like fear or embarrassment, and your subconscious mind takes it in as good and true. Now, stop for a moment and take that in. It took everything in as good and true. Everything. Team allegiances, cultural traditions, religious instruction, political affiliations, whether you were smart, silly, sassy, inconvenient, too loud, too quiet, too funny, or not quite funny enough. None of this needed to be questioned. You just took it in and went along for the ride. It's also why my family eats ham at Easter and turkey at Thanksgiving, and some still get upset that Kelly and I eat curry at Christmas. Lord knows that's just wrong. We pick up what to do and think and feel about almost everything in those early years. We took in every experience, feeling, overheard conversation and subtlety and filed it as good and true. In those first seven or eight years, nothing got evaluated and filed based on merit, accuracy, or plausibility. No, it just went in as good and true. If those misfiled ideas are never evaluated, they run your life. Every fucking part of it. And you and your experience are living proof. If your financial picture isn't as perfect as you'd like it, there's an old story playing in the background that's become a power leak. Your love life, not what you long for, there's an old story playing in the background that's become a power leak. Your overall satisfaction with life, your sense of well-being or self-worth is less than the dream, there's an old story playing in the background that's become a power leak. So, you have a subconscious full of unchallenged beliefs, and they're running the show. They are choosing your jobs, your lovers, your mates, your bosses, your career, your friends. They are even influencing how you raise your kids, how you talk about yourself, and how you treat others. Now, if this feels like I'm a Debbie Downer here, don't worry. That's not where we're going with this. This is just setting you up to understand how you can change and grow. You got to know what the rules are. This realization moves you into a power position that will see you being much more creative in your choices moving forward. The more information you have about yourself, the more powerful you will become. So, on top of the taking everything in as good and true, your ego has developed an algorithm to make light work of any new information. It will accept only familiar ideas because it works from the premise that familiar equals safe. <laughs> it's a bizarre formula, but remember, this subconscious decision maker and filer is around seven years old. 
So who can blame it for making some crazy-ass choices? Now, in all fairness to the ego, it was never built for this kind of reasoning. All it was ever designed for was to make you duck when something was getting thrown at your head, or run if something big was chasing after you, and there was no one slower that you could just throw in as a distraction. I suspect we were not nearly as kind and evolved back then as we are now. So as you do the work of uncovering the misfiled information and discover that much of it is untrue and inaccurate, your ego will panic. Guaranteed. And here's why. As you move toward things that feel different and new, the ego assumes you are no longer safe. It then helps you do things to thwart your efforts on an unconscious level. So you end up back in the same familiar place as before, and then you blame it on God, your bad luck, the unfairness or randomness of life, the universe, your ancestors, or maybe even your family curse, if you're lucky enough to have one of those. And the ego is very, very clever. So you don't even see it coming. It says things like, tomorrow would be a better day to start. This is really hard. In fact, it's too hard, too much work. This is going to cost you friendships. Look, if you watched TV for a while and did the work later, it would be totally okay. Do you know what your ego throws at you to keep things in the familiar, to keep you from committing to changing areas of your life? Now, if that wasn't unhelpful enough, those two things, in its desire to keep you feeling safe, it actually directs towards things that will keep you in a familiar feeling. So it moves you energetically by the things it's saying to you in your mind towards repeating your experience. Now, this deserves a show of its own, and I'm going to give you a quick uh, example from my life. We'll go into this baby in more detail in the coming episodes. But just so you get what I'm talking about, you might already be able to attach this or connect this um, to your life and your experience in some way. I told my missing bedroom story in a previous podcast and pointed out that One of the searing emotions that that experience left in me was a feeling of unworthiness. And that belief in my unworthiness met me in love, career, financial security, and friendships. As I sabotaged the shit out of everything until I finally saw what I was doing. I was making decisions based on a lie that I was believing about myself. Can you see how this could be true for you? Now, that was a lot of info to take in, so let me capture some highlights for you. You got some examples of how beliefs get planted, like how terrifying German Shepherd puppies can be. You learned that these unexamined reactions can turn into power leaks and take you away from your authentic power. You also got some questions you could modify to plug a power leak. And you now understand that your subconscious initially took in everything as good and true. And you're now understanding that your overworked ego, to get through its day, 
has developed a simple strategy to keep you safe by moving you towards familiar situations that keep you feeling the same way. And that keeps you playing small. All of that ends today, if you want. You're on a new path with new information. And we're going in a new direction. And that is going to expand your life experience in any direction you want to go. (laughs) Can I get a hell yes? Well, I may have opened a big can of worms for you here, but we're going to move through all of this stuff in coming episodes. So meet me back here and we'll continue on this journey, okay? Thanks for being here. Thanks for listening. Thanks for wanting to be more love and light in the world. And remember, there are additional resources on the Weird Hummingbirds website if you want more guidance and support. I love you all. See you next time. Well, I hope this show rocked your world a little bit. If you want additional resources, check out the links in the show notes or at lanesmithbrown.com. Before you go, please subscribe to this podcast. It's how we get these tools into the world. And this world needs more wild women standing in their authentic power. Do that for me, will ya? Thank you.